views expressed on this podcast, as well as all episodes of the Grape Thread podcast, are solely host opinions. Our content should not be taken as indisputable and is for entertainment purposes. This episode is brought to you by The Quilting Mill. Do you send your quilts to a longarm quilter? Or are you a longarm quilter yourself? Check out The Quilting Mill when you choose your next pantograph. Serving computerized longarm quilters who lean towards the modern aesthetic with at least five new designs released on the first of each month. And just in time, the second annual shop-wide sale is coming September 1st through the 15th with over 200 pantograph designs and some fun quilty t-shirts to choose from. Hey Threadheads, welcome to the Grateful Thread Podcast, where we're creating a community for cool quilting newbies and experienced quilters to unite. Pull up a seat because you can always sit with us. We're your hosts. I'm Ashlyn of Urban Dwell Studio, and I am a productive procrastinator. (laughs) The most productive procrastinator. The procrastinatorist productive procrastinator. (laughs) I know, but you do so well. It's a superpower. It is, and and you, I was talking I was talking you off a ledge the other day because yeah. you're just like, why am I like this? I'm like, but you're so productive. Just let it be. Lean ADHD. It. Ring. It's okay. Just, just lean into it. And yeah, so I'm glad that you're working through that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm Lacey, and I'm a lover of iced coffee. Heck yeah. All the things. Sound effects. Hold for drink swirl. Yeah. We will link who we are drinking because they're not paying us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can guess. Oh, actually, let's just talk about it. Because on my way here, yeah. when I stopped there, her, you know how they always have to shoot the crap? Yes. And like, we get it. You're bros. We're, the bros. We get it. We're old and you're yeah. younger than us and you're cool and you have energy and you work at a coffee shop. We get it. Right. Just kidding. I used to make people feel like that. Um, (laughs) But Dutch Bros takes it to a different level. Mm -hmm. Like their most ridiculous, like off the wall questions for small talk where I'm like, are you just thinking of these in your spare time and pulling them out of a hat day of? Like, (laughs) this is garbage. (laughs) Like they're literally handing me the coffee. What are your plans today? And I'm like, therapy and <laughs> oh no that's starbucks level question what they do at dutch bros is who's the most famous celebrity you've ever met like i don't, I don't know give me some prep on this question ask me when you take my order 12 cars back let me think about it for five minutes while i'm waiting in line True. and then i get to the window and you're just hanging yeah. out just ignore me like starbucks <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so that's what I was going to hit you with. Who is the most famous person oh you've ever met? You can't do that to me. Who's a pay- um Nobody. I don't think I've ever... I mean, quilty people. I want it to be a... <laughs> bleep. <laughs> and be like, me, what up? I was say, the quilty world, I've met a lot of It's like, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> I should have told you ahead of time. You should, yeah, you failed. I mean, and we even live in Utah with Sundance Film Festival. I, I don't ever go do the like scouting people out up there. Yeah. I mean, we have a podcast. We're kind of legit. This Dutch Rose Zach girl. Foster was like the most famous person. But we didn't meet him didn't in person. Him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like, but we've met so many famous quilt people at like quilt con. 
out and about like like Garden of Quilts, Jenny Doan's just walking around sometimes. She, like yep. what? I have a picture with her. She's yeah. the most famous person I've ever met. But like I've met a lot of athletes and I guess yeah, like yeah. that's famous people. Yeah, it is. Yeah. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Dad. <laughs> Thank you, Dave, for your support. Real life, I know them. Um, but I asked her who the most famous person, like what her, Did you the response, yeah. Well, I asked like, what's the most, the biggest response that you've gotten? Oh, Who's yeah. the most famous? And she told me, <laughs> somebody told her that they knew the Chuckarama guy. <laughs> and they pissed off the Chuckarama guy. Could you imagine walking around with that in your soul? Knowledge. <laughs> just weighing on you that that's what spills out of your mouth when, you, when you're asked who's the most famous person you've ever met. And you say, I really pissed off the Chuckarama guy. <laughs> Immediately. like <laughs> I'm thinking like, mm, I've met David Beckham. He was pretty cool. No, this guy's like Chuckarama guy ruined my life. <laughs> Amazing. And she also said somebody else was fired by Justin Bieber. Oh, dang. So I was like, oh, Justin Bieber probably takes the cake for like famous highest famous, high, highest level. But if she was fired by somebody from Justin Bieber, so it's like second degree, seven degrees of Kevin yeah. Bacon style. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're working for Justin what, Bieber. <laughs> young people who don't know what that is. <laughs> Everybody's related to Kevin Bacon. Look it up on Google. <laughs> Which he's a good relative. Yeah. He's like your seventh cousin. I love it. He's a good guy. All right. Well, All right. before we get started, I want to tell you about another review we got. This one is from uh, MamaHawk89. 89? 89? Do you think that they were born in 89? Maybe. Huh? No, she became a MamaHawk in 89. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, they say, love this podcast. I recently found your podcast. I am a, quote, older quilter. As in, I'm old enough to be your mother. I enjoy listening to all that you bring to the table. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, Mama Hawk, who may become a mother in 89. Like, if she's old enough to be our mother, your brother was born in 89. I would say she became a Mama Hawk in 89. 89. But it also sounds like Tomahawk, which is kind of legit. That's pretty badass. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Seriously, we love these reviews. Um, make sure you share what you're doing while, while you are listening. Yeah. We want to see you. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Tag us at the Grateful Thread Podcast and hashtag you can sit with us. Yeah. Leave those reviews. They really help us mm-hmm. grow. Like, and, and I think too, like, uh, us sharing them with each other. I sent you one a couple days ago and it like boosted the day. Yeah. Full disclosure. Just make us feel good about ourselves. <laughs> Why need, why, why would you go to therapy when you could spend a thousand five hundred dollars with podcasting Podcast and equipment. merch and all the effort that goes through that? Big people for reviews and feel good stuff. <laughs> Who needs therapy? We have a podcast to run. For next podcast, who needs so, therapy? Thank you guys so much. Those are awesome. Mm-hmm. We're flamly. Flamly. <laughs> Love you. As my little Emerson would say, oh, family. <laughs> With her <Right>. dictionary. <laughs> Listen to our 
episode on uh, creative burnout. For <laughs> episode 13 to 13. hear about the dictionary pet. <laughs> dictionary pet. Um, do you want to talk about merch, Ash? For merch, we have some new shirts that are going to be available when this episode airs. You can head over and check those out. It says it'll quilt out. <laughs> the best. Because <laughs> everything it'll quilt out, right? You'll have to go over to Instagram to check out that um, what that looks like. And yeah, we're excited for you guys to see those. They come with new stickers and there's a surprise new merch item that you guys can go find. Especially for the fall. Yep. And for anybody that has requested larger sizing, we got you. It's taken a little bit of time to work out. Um, there's not a lot of vendors that keep the like cost to where we need it to be and offer enough sizing to where we're feeling like we're actually being inclusive in our sizing. So apologies for not offering those sooner, but we hope that with these new sizing options, it's going to go up to a 5X and that gets a lot more of you into shirts. Um, even if you're a mid-sized person and you want a larger fitting shirt, this should cover you as well. Um, so yeah, thank you for your patience on that. And we're excited to offer those. All right. I am super excited about our topic because it is something that I really strive to improve, um, for multiple reasons. And I hope that we can point you in a direction that empowers you to feel better about your quiltography. Yeah. Quiltography? That's like the study of quilts. Quiltology. Is the study <laughs> oh, that of would quilts. that would Quiltology, be so right? quiltography. We should talk to Allie Ward. <gasps> yeah. Quiltologies and see if she does a quiltology. <laughs> um, bucket list. Yeah. Allie Ward, our listener. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna be talking about quilt photography today, and we are by no means experts, but we sure take a lot of photos of quilts we do we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two (laughs) (laughs) well and you've always been a great photographer anyway but i think that there's a lot of tips and tricks to help your quilty yeah gram for the record like we mostly just use our phones yep i have a nice camera am i good at using the camera no my my ability comes from understanding basic composition Mm -hmm. i don't actually know how to use the tool (laughs) (laughs) so somewhere down the road that is on my list of things to study and approve Mm -hmm. on top of every time i go to do something new with the podcast or with my business having to learn a new skill so cameras can be a little overwhelming yeah um so props to photographers (laughs) i had i had a week of wanting to do photography as a hobby and I quit it very quickly because it just was I was like eh not for me um so I don't like telling children to smile enough and yeah yeah not not my thing which is why I went to quilting Ooh, side note we're we're all over the place today but I hope you guys are enjoying it side note a little bit on TikTok, yeah. I recently saw this girl talk like giving tips about taking photos of kids and stuff and like getting them to actually smile or laugh. Yeah. And she tells them just outrageous things before taking the picture. Instead of saying smile, right. say cheese. She goes, when I count to three, but not until I count to three, 
you need to turn and lick your mom on the cheek. <laughs> and so she'll be like, one. And the kid you will just be like, like giddy. Like, so she's snapping away. <laughs> <laughs> Two. The kid's like, oh, I'm going to get her so good. So excited. And the mom's laughing. The kid's laughing. And then she hits three and this kid licks. And she gets another good candid shot of this kid licking his mom. And then the afterwards where okay. she just like goes off on the camera is when the kid is laughing hysterically oh. about having just licked his mom on the face. So if you were trying to get your children to smile. To smile. Like Tell them. Uh, I also love that the mom is in the photo. Yeah. Because <laughs> what's that like? <laughs> what's that like? <laughs> Wouldn't know, but it would work for siblings too. Yeah. Yeah. It would totally work. Yeah. That's a good idea. Instead of just like the eh, tease. Yeah. We like to tell our kids funny things when they're together though. Like, mm-hmm. pretend I have cheese on my head. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. So why do you need quilt photography? Hash. Um, you know, for the gram. The gram. Obviously. Some Everything. It's, it's always for the gram. Instagram for those that were <laughs> sure that you're with us. Yeah. For the Instagram. Graham cracker. <laughs> um, yeah, I think as we talked about creative burnout, there's lots of pretty photos on Instagram. It's easy to get overwhelmed and compare. Mm-hmm. But like if you slow down for a minute, you can take good photos of your quilt well and it's a good place to have all of your photos yeah like it, it almost feels like a resume or portfolio 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 online yeah. like oh what do you do uh oh, messy quilts yep. and you just scroll through that yeah you know and then yeah so that's <laughs> like when you go through dutch bros and you're like i'm the most famous person that i know here's my portfolio <laughs> follow me on insta so. <laughs> Also, don't give me a lot of ice. Cream. How to get people to spit in your drink. <laughs> 101. 101. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The only thing with Instagram is it's helpful if you, because a lot, like we talked about, a lot of our photos are through our, our phone. I feel like having a camera and then getting it uploaded to your computer and all that's a mess. So I just go right for my phone. Um, the Instagrams are better in square orientation. So I really try to make sure that my... <laughs> It's not portrait mode. Yeah, you don't have to be as anal as Lacey. I am you can just throw it up me. there. I know. <laughs> I know, but sometimes like it, then it like changes it from like long portrait and then it like cuts everything out that I wanted it to cut out. But you can so zoom it out. Yes, I guess you have to be, you just have to be mindful that it's going to crop it down. Yeah. I mean, on your thumbnail, but yeah. in general, it doesn't have to crop down. You can leave your photo, you click on the photo that you want uh-huh. and then you pinch to zoom out Uh so pinch pull your fingers together and it makes your picture not square it turns it back into the rectangle right so you can have your full photo and you don't have to awkwardly crop it i guess too instagram doesn't have it look like vertical anymore it fills the square yeah like when before it didn't used to fill the square it would look really awkward yeah when you're scrolling and you see somebody's rectangle photo it'll fill all the way to the edges now And it'll just be a longer photo. That makes sense. Kind of like a reel. Yeah. I think that feature probably came with the reel posting. Yeah, probably. All right. So we keep them for the gram. Um, Show entries. Show entries. Quilt shows require photos typically for their jurying. Mm -hmm. um, If you're doing like an online submission. Mm -hmm. I would say most shows have an online photo 
Um, you show what your quilt looks like. Yeah, unless it's like a small in-person county fair or state fair kind of thing. Yeah, and I guess our Utah Quilt Guild was just like, donate a quilt. They didn't need a <laughs> yeah, basically, it. slap a sleeve on and, and just show up with show a quilt. Up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it kind of depends on the size of the um, event, but typically when you're entering your quilt into a show, they require photos. Mm-hmm. Usually a full photo and then a close-up. Yep. Sometimes a third one. And we will get to how to execute that yep. well. Yep. Um, also, uh-huh. you can take photos just for your personal records. Like you said, a portfolio. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use it for business purposes. No. You can just have it for yourself. Um, but what ways... Can people store those? Um, so I store them in my phone under folders. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm the folder person. Folder lady. Folder lady. So I separate my quilts, uh, my finished photos through years. So like in 2021, I can look and see what I did. 2022. And then I actually started a new folder that's all of them together. <laughs> I know. It's like chaos. Duplicate, but it makes sense in my brain. <laughs> I mean, they're still chronological. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but it, like having them all in one folder is kind of nice. And it's kind of cool to like scroll through and see them all together. Yeah. And it's away from all my other stuff of the close-ups and the reels and the videos of the kids. And If you're not like Lacey and you're more chaotic like me, you can just leave it all in there together. Photos of pets, children, grocery lists, (laughs) Ikea, (laughs) when you go to Ikea and you take a photo of like the product number so you can find it in the warehouse. Also, can I just like, I'm kind of annoyed that if you delete a photo off your phone, it doesn't delete it off the cloud. That drives me bonkers. Yep. Some people have learned that the hard way, Lacey. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Watch those pictures. (laughs) Not I. I promise, but... <laughs> no, I just, I don't like having to go to, the, like, the cloud to delete it. Like, if it's off my phone, I want it off everywhere, you know? Yeah, like, if I'm deleting it from my phone, that is also it. the cloud. Yeah. Cloud. Craft phone. together, Apple. <laughs> All the internets. Team Android's like, <laughs> oh, you don't use Google Photos directly on your phone? Weird. <laughs> um, you have a template? I do have a template for record keeping that I shared about a month, two months ago, maybe Mm -hmm. with um, Elizabeth Chappell's blog post. So we will link that in the show notes. But what it is, is like a Canva template that you can open in Canva. If you have just the free version, you'll probably have to make an account if you don't already have one. Mm -hmm. That's Canva, Mm C-A-N-V-A. not canvas canva and think like scrapbooking and so it'll open up it's just a cute little page with a background and there's a spot for you to fill in details about your quilt you can either fill it out on that or you can print it out and handwrite it cool um but there's a spot for a photo it looks like an old little polaroid Mm -hmm. and you can take your photo and drop it into that and this can be done directly on your phone too So if you have a Wi-Fi printer, just Sweet. like you can double time TV watching one night and just drag and drop your photos into this t- like uh, template mm-hmm. and then print it from your phone. Walk over to your Sweet. printer. And so what you can do with those pages is you can add it into like a little binder yeah. and just have a little quilt catalog. That'd be cool. Or you can save all of those files digitally mm-hmm. and then eventually add them into like a memory book yeah. from... 
like a chapbook thing? Yeah, chapbook or... There's so many. Gosh, what's the main one? I can't even... A Shutterfly? Shutterfly, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> All or, the internet. Or like Mixbook. Yeah. Stuff like that. And they always have the specials and, you know. Yep. So you can make like a full printed version mm-hmm. eventually. But take photos of your quilts. Yeah. You want to see how far you've come. And record the details of like... Yes. When you finished okay. it. And why. And yep. You think you're going to remember it, but you're not. Yeah. You're not going to remember the details. Yeah. All right. So tell, let's talk about like the logistics of quilt photography because I feel like there is like there's the let's just take a picture, take a picture, and then I want to post it to the gram. I want to build a business even. I mean, there's a there's a big right. linear line of how much you want to do with it, but right. I feel like if you're not selling a product, just focus on the lighting. Yeah. Get a good enough photo of it mm-hmm. and call it a day. Don't stress about getting in a bunch of different forms and <laughs> positions to draping mm-hmm. like one that I love is if you've gifted it like have the person that you gifted it to like a photo of them opening it or holding it yeah. that's really special um but I mean scientifically making this number up pulling it out of thin air <laughs> like lighting is 80 percent of the work <laughs> right. it like, is. if you can get the lighting right it uh-huh. doesn't the rest doesn't really your, your matter. Phone, phones nowadays will take care of the rest. Yeah. Hot tip if you don't know this, when you are taking a photo of something, if you tap on the screen, it'll focus on the object and lighten it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I personally like to do is get my white in whatever I'm photographing, which is typically really easy with a quilt because you can. You know what a white is. If you're taking a picture of something mm-hmm. earthy, <laughs> it's a lot harder to gauge what your white is. Right. But what you want to do is adjust your brightness on, not on your phone, mm-hmm. but in your actual camera app. Oh. So that your white in that matches the white in real life. Oh. And that'll take care of all the other stuff. Cool. So typically, yeah, I'm yeah. not positive how the iphone works anymore it's been a long time removed but yeah tap it and there's a little sun on androids and i'm probably it's the same and then you can yeah drag and drag it up and down and sometimes if you're outside in bright sunlight you might need to actually lower the brightness right um you can try different things like and sometimes when i change it and then look back at it i'm like oh i actually like this one over like double check it yeah Mm -hmm. it's easiest to just do it right away from the get-go but if you take the photo and realize later that the lighting was kind of crappy, you can always go in and I don't like filters. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless it's like a, like photo editor mm-hmm. kind of thing, like Photoshop filter. But as far as like Instagram goes, mm-hmm. I avoid the filters right. and I go to the edit settings and adjust the brightness directly. And not do whatever they have. Yeah. And sometimes saturation. Yeah, Lightroom mm-hmm. presets. Um, and, and change more of the color and the balance more than just, oh, I'm just going to pick Valencia. Like, so 2009. <laughs> Nashville. <laughs> Nashville was my two favorites. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was really orange back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Sepia tone. <laughs> so, yeah, lighting's a, a big part of the problem. I know from my house, there is only... Um, 
there's only a couple places in my house that work really well for lighting and only certain parts of the day. Yeah. So oftentimes I will have to wait a couple days before I get good lighting in the room that I want. Yeah. Um, personally, outdoor is best. I I struggle with outdoor photos because my look is not really outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. I love nature and I love being outdoorsy, but my quilts don't quilt in the wild very well. Okay. They're more like industrial, needing a concrete background kind right. of thing, um, not a mountain setting. But what I'm going to say <laughs> might offend people. <laughs> if you have a brown and gray and more brown room Mm -hmm. that you're trying to take a light and airy photo of, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get a light and airy photo of this light and airy quilt because it is out of place in your brown and browner Mm -hmm. bedroom. It is. (laughs) So take it somewhere that you feel reflects the quilt and you'll be happier. There's nothing wrong with a brown and browner bedroom. Right. But it's not going to look modern and white and airy in that mm-hmm. space if that's what you're looking for yep absolutely and then um what do you think as far as like morning noon night time day outside um i think morning is best mm-hmm. personally but there's a good afternoon light and but noon it's probably not a good time also if you can find just like the shade of a tree shade is great yes. shade any time of day covered yeah we just took one of the library with a covered patio yeah that worked out really well Direct light is not. And that not. was the one that was my brown quilt. And I kept telling you, I'm like, I just I love <laughs> quilts in the wild. But this quilt in the wild, although it's brown, I feel like it's not going to work in trees for some reason. It just is yeah. not going to, it's not what I want. And it ended up being against a white, almost uh, yeah. panel-y background. And it was money. Yep. Chef's kiss. And concrete. It was great. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> what else? Um, okay, should we go back to shows? Yes. Show quilts. Um, what are jurors looking for? I let's let's briefly talk about so you you enter your quilt in and then they do the initial you get in or not and then they judge it. Yes, right? those are two separate things. Correct. So like your photo is just as or more critical to your your quilt yeah. winning a prize. Right. If you don't care about winning a prize, whatever. But getting into the show you have to get into the show you have to get in like (laughs) to get judged like it could be your photo it could easily be your photo like i would say most people can probably tell your intention or like the actual quality from even a crappy photo Mm -hmm. but you can use your photography to really boister your like absolutely your submission Mm -hmm. and the way to do that is to i mean follow their gut guidelines some don't care if there's background to your quilt photo i would not submit a quilt in the wild photo as my submission i'm always going to put it on a white wall um uh bourbon cotton and bourbon audrey um she does she has a really like in-depth process of photographing her quilts and she has a full setup outside of her garage and she has a wall that can move it's on wheels um and it's like i think it's batting maybe but it like you can crop out Uh and again with canva i think you might have to have the pro version to remove the background 15 bucks or something i think it's like seven yeah 
I don't remember. It's not, it's not outrageous. Don't quote me. If you don't need it a lot of times, it's maybe not worth it, but um, you can remove a background using Canva. Oh, that's cool. I know Emily Watt Quilts does that too with her white, she has a white wall. Yep. She was posting about entering into QuiltCon and she's like literally taped it to the wall with masking tape. Yeah. Don't have your quilt in the wild mm-hmm. photo for your submission. Um, you're not going to get the details that you need. What they want to see is the quilt. Your quilt. They want no distractions. They want to be able to see the dimension that the quilting adds to your quilt. Mm-hmm. Is it done well? It's a lot harder to see outside. Right. Um, even, even as a close-up right. photo. Yeah. And honestly, like having the sleeve on when you complete your quilt is really helpful, but most people don't have the setup, like a dowel system. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I... I often don't put the sleeve on right away. I'm, I'm a big advocate for doing it, but I, I'm i always like, I don't know if it's going to get in. If it's not going to get in, why, I'm not going to yeah. spend I'm, probably four hours hand-stitching the right. sleeve on. Right. Um, so sometimes I wait. I If it's something I know I'm going to put in a show, I'll just put the sleeve on right away and right. whatever. But you can use um, safety pins and pin it along the top uh-huh. like um it'll have to be below the binding right. so like the head of the pin when it's being held by the head of the pin can't poke above the quilt okay. does that make sense yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um and then you can hang that oh. on a thumbtack oh, or a command cool. strip or yeah. whatever um exactly. and then those can those holes can be filled in really easily like yeah. literally with toothpaste <laughs> Follow us for more home improvement. <laughs> um, we rent our current house and they're not really picky about holes. They're like, as long as it's not bigger than a quarter, I'm like, cool, I Done. have a lot of pinholes. That's a good idea. <laughs> so you can just yeah. attach it using those pins and a thumbtack or a command strip. Yeah. And then And you can also it. see it hanging too. Yep. Right. And then that can get it really flat. You'll probably need like four or more safety pins depending on the size mm-hmm. so you don't get sagging in the middle. But that's a way to get a nice flat photo against a wall. Um, even if it's not a white wall. Right. If you don't have a white wall in your house, looking around, there's not a white wall here. Yet. <laughs> Yet. Although there is one in my sewing room now. True. <laughs> For this reason. Because I was I was trying to photograph uh, videos of my long arm and my design process and I was really distracted by... Are yeah. a very warm color and yeah. I wanted it a little bit brighter. Yeah, so that is just a great way to get it. When you're taking the photos, you want to square up. So I hang my quilt as high as I can so that I can adjust my camera slash phone mm-hmm. best. And you want to make sure that your phone is 90 degrees mm-hmm. <laughs> parallel perpendicular to the wall floor. Like you don't want it leaning forward. Yeah. You don't want it leaning up. And your your camera settings can have a grid on it. Yep. Double check your camera settings because then you can line up your lines. Yep. Look at your down. edges. If it's like, oh, the top is really narrow and the bottom is really wide, adjust your phone so that mm-hmm. it fits Square. squarely Square. in that frame mm-hmm. because that's hard to adjust afterwards. Right. Um, and then as far as like a close-up photo, which is typically required... Unless there's something really special about your stitching on your quilting, you don't need to go that close. <laughs> Pick something that's really cool or unique about your quilt. Yeah. 
if the pantograph on it is really cool, you need show to that. See it, not- if like the thing that makes your quilt special is a really cool like piecing technique, mm-hmm. go in on that. Typically, I can't pick what I want, so I I go to the side. Um, opposite of where my light source is coming from. Mm-hmm. And I use that to like illuminate the texture that the quilting is bringing. Yeah. So they want to see what the quilting looks like. Oh, that makes sense. Not the actual pattern, not the right. actual stitches, but like. How does it. They want to be able to see what it feels like. Right. You know? Right. Totally. So you're giving them. And, and you're going to photograph it straight on, right? Not. Diagonal. I go at an angle typically. Yeah. So, So, I mean, sometimes it requires a straight on, but typically I tried to angle just a little bit. For me, I'm trying to move to the left because that's, (laughs) that's which way I move because my light comes from the right through my window, Uh but you move away from the light and you let the light hit and bounce off and you catch the quilt at the opposite angle. So, so so yeah, you get like little, like little pillowy detail Uh on that photo. Yeah. And another tip is just take a ton of photos. You, you have the space. You can always delete it. It's not 1980. It's not a box camera that you're going to like. Take a bunch because there's nothing worse than being on like what feels like a deadline to submit your quilt and it being 9 PM and and you can't, there's no options or like it took a long time to set up. Mm-hmm. like just overtake photos you can always delete them later yep or like at least you have a selection mm-hmm. so yeah us millennials are used to like one photo and that's all we get yeah it's not like that anymore people <laughs> i have five thousand photos in my roll like just five thousand well i did just delete i just uploaded oh true um <laughs> a great resource if you are interested in doing more shows or getting into like you know quilt photography for shows and really elevating that um curated quilts just did a question series i think they're just called curated questions and you can go to their website and under shop they have different curated question segments and so they come out with these series and they do like panels of pros that answer questions on each topic Mm. so this one was quilt shows and there were I think there were four different videos with different panelists, but one of them was like photography, like show photography. And they talked about these things like show me the details or what the quilting, not your piecing, actually what brings value to this submission. Um, So that was super helpful. We'll link it in the show notes. I can't remember if you can buy the individual like ones now right or if you have to buy the whole series right. so worth it though yeah that's something you want to look into for show quilts yeah mm-hmm. especially show quilts that are juried because there are some quilt shows that you just like you said show up you don't even send a photo yeah that was a utah quilt guild yeah show just here's my quilt yeah but for ones like quilt con yeah and quilt festival and all yeah those need and if you are specifically interested in quilt con they do talk about QuiltCon quite a bit and like mm-hmm. that submission process they use an online like format and so your photos matter so much they do matter. More if your photos suck your life, yeah like if you're looking around on instagram during QuiltCon rejection and yeah. you're thinking like my quilt is way better than these ones that got in it might be your photos yeah. 
like that's how they choose and they do talk about like saturation as well not in terms of like photography but in terms of actual quilts like if they have too many of something they're going to they want to diversify the show Mm -hmm. so your quilt could be amazing but there's 40 of them right that are kind of similar so that's okay it's fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> you made a beautiful quilt. <laughs> right. They had to choose. Somebody had and, to And quilt can choose. only take so many entries. Yeah. Like, they are limited on space. And, yep. and you have to think, too, of all the time it takes to, like, do the hanging and all the things. Like, yep. I don't blame them for not doing too Yeah. Much. Even just, like, the admin of it. Like, they're working for months yeah. just to juror those quilts. <laughs> so when registration opens until the days after it closes yeah. they are looking at submissions yeah. didn't they get 2,000 entries last year and only 400 got in yeah like over 2,000 400 quilts like that's a lot of that's quilts. a big show it was a huge show to then like have them mailed in and organize and make sure they get back correctly and yeah like it's just props to them yeah so I'm not saying that it was your photography but it it if, could be yeah if, switch it up if you know that you make beautiful quilts and they should be in shows and you keep getting rejected just maybe try, circle back yeah try something different yeah you can ask for help with your photography too yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um okay and ideas for backgrounds we can go back to so quilt shows typically are going to need just a white background but i also know that if it's not for shows but just for the gram i like to have a, a little pretty i love um industrial looking like you said a little bit more i like quilts in the wild foresty ones but i think i really love downtown brick yeah. walls whenever i'm driving i have a i have a note tab <laughs> in my phone of locations i'm on ninth and ninth and it's here it's so sketchy like people are yeah. like if my phone was ever found they'd be like what is what? this you're murdering it is when i'm driving your i write bodies. the like destination of where this wall is <laughs> like there's just random wall like feature walls uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah um so ideas for backgrounds so cool walls mm-hmm. be noting like you go out to dinner and you're like oh that's a cool brick wall keep an eye out weird things you where notice as we culture other day? where did we go the other day i don't oh uh caputo's a caputo's and then we went to Harmon's and there was like a brick wall and there's a <laughs> sewer like thing on the ground it just like looked so cool i was like yep picture right here yep <laughs> that's yeah that was in my notes folder it was a red brick wall and it was it looked so good on what i was getting <laughs> <laughs> We weren't even close to it. I'm like, oh, there's a brick wall over here behind this grocery store. Yeah. And you would never know that we were like on an intersection. You know, I mean, we had cars passing us. Yeah. That was kind of, it wasn't dangerous. It was just, we were annoying them. We were annoying them. (laughs) Yeah. And so backgrounds. I know a lot, like a lot of people take their quilts on hikes. I don't know who does that. I did once. We did. We did. (laughs) <laughs> we do regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chelsea Stratton took her quilt to um, Angel's Landing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like the longest hike in Zion. I think she's sketchy, longest hike. I can't remember if she did and that or if she was talking about somebody. Utah, that's a hike in Zion's National Park that's like, it has chains and ropes. And <laughs> you're just like, you're like on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> It's yeah. called Angel's Landing. Yeah, it's, yeah, people have died there. It's like, fine, if you are a hiker, but, mm-hmm. you know, don't go in flip-flops as mm-hmm. a tourist. 
Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so look at your background. Um, I want to talk about like, oh, you did say the color of your quilt. Make sure you look at the color of your quilt compared to your background. Yeah, you want contrast. You do want contrast. Just because you have a lot of cute foresty animals mm-hmm. in greens and browns on your quilt doesn't mean that a forest <laughs> is the best spot. Right. <laughs> um, maybe the forest is, but you know, a pine forest where all of the needles are up high and you're just looking at a bunch of green. logs. Yeah. No, no green, just brown. <laughs> like maybe that's not the best contrast for your brown quilt. Yeah. Maybe you go to the meadow. Um, do you remember one of my first like quilty quilts that I made um, that like really, I felt like for me broke my world in quilting was the lips quilt. Mm-hmm. And we went to the Great Salt Lake. That was like one of the best things. It was a bright pink yeah. quilt that I made. I could see you were like hesitant and I'm like, this is going to work. Uh-huh. And it was like the bluest blue against this like eclectic random. And it was lips. Green and hot pink. Green and hot pink. And it was the coolest picture ever with the rocks and the blue. And it will be forever my favorite. Yeah. My favorite quilt picture. So was go, cool go outside quilt. the box too. Yeah. Try something different. Um. Oh, let's hop back to lighting really mm-hmm. quick um your filters can overexpose we kind of talked about it a little bit yes but overexposure i think looks worse than and saturation make sure your colors are true yeah you don't want it to look like it's not the right colors of the quilt <laughs> like, that is nothing like it but then also on the other side sometimes i feel like when i take my photos it's a little bit more it's a little bit darker and it's not as saturated as the colors are. So don't don't be afraid also to saturate it up to meet the true color of your quilt. Yeah. You know. So um, <laughs> we also wanted to talk about what to bring with you when you yes. go take photos, right? This is your list and I don't know, can you hear our kids running around? Stomp, 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 stomp. stomp. <laughs> don't take your kids. Don't take your kids. Uh, number one on the list. <laughs> yeah, don't take your kids to quilt photos. So what do you need to go take photos? A fully charged battery. Well, yes. Super helpful. <laughs> SD card if you have a camera. Yeah. <laughs> Crucial. Uh-huh. Critical. Um, a stool. We a step stool. The other day, they, they have foldy ones at yep. Ikea. Yeah. You can just like Little, take and go. Which we need to order for our quality adventures. Our <laughs> um, you need to take your willing friend. Yeah. Husbands are fine. Partners are fine. Friends um, are better. Willing is the key word willing. there. <laughs> if they're not having it like you're getting two pictures of mm-hmm. that are like really half butted yeah. can we say that word yes you can half-assed <laughs> um <laughs> yeah uh, maybe you know take a quilty friend they get it yeah they like say it. like grab your quilty friend and wait until you each have a couple quilts and go just yep. take turns taking photos yep. or if somebody's longer make them the quilt holder yeah looking at you barbie mills <laughs> or tall friend <laughs> and tammy uh you also recently we learned about clips on sticks <laughs> clips on sticks <laughs> <laughs> the best invention ever yes yeah, so i think the first person i noticed using it was christina Mm-hmm. She had just like their dowels, <laughs> little clips on them with yeah. their clips on sticks. And you can just attach the clips. It's an earthquake. I, what is I, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but there's just some. It's probably my kid, my flat footed child upstairs. <laughs> um, but they're just like clips duct taped to sticks, like the clamper. Yeah. Little clamper clamps. 
yeah. And then they like extend your arms so yeah. you're not having to like hold your. Yes. You can't see me, but I'm holding my hands with my head. We're on a podcast, Lacey. <laughs> but you just hold it like this. <laughs> like this. Uh, arms extended, but they're like arm extenders. Um, and I'll. Alternatively, you can buy the little grabber tools mm-hmm. on Amazon. Yep. We just bought some right before we started recording. Yeah, that's going to be really helpful in our arsenal. I think so, too. Even just, like, making our, our other quilt holders, because uh-huh. we're each other's quilt holders a lot. But when we have to go without each other, we that's require right. husband Husbands. help. And they're not very willing, <laughs> usually. Not usually. So if we they can make their... first. They... He was really into it at first. I'm like, can you hold these? It's like six of them stacked up. <laughs> yeah. I think if we get them little grabber tools, they'll be pretty pumped about using yeah. those. Make their job easier and fun. Mm-hmm. You know, got to have the tool for the trade. Yep. Um, there are the people that go above and beyond. And so the sleeve with the open spot in the middle yeah. and they have their little giant T that holds oh, the, yeah, yeah. the quilt. I'm not usually prepared enough to do that in time to get photos of the quilt. So that Um, is an option. When I hold my quilt, I duck my head so you can't see any part of me. We actually, Ash and I broke the internet on, I posted a t-shirt quilt (laughs) in my t-shirt quilting group that I'm on. And uh, she took the photo and I guess I had, I held it down just far enough that you couldn't see my feet or my head or my hands. Yeah. And people literally thought it was floating. Yeah, like did you hang that up? I'm like, I am holding it. There's a person. There's a person holding it. It also helped that we were in an alleyway, and so there wasn't any wind. Yeah. So like, yeah, there wasn't was. any movement of the quilt. It was just flat. Yeah, don't she... take pictures on a windy day, or do. Yeah. Let it like flow. Yeah, that's that's it's true. We should that we also have. also mention that because you're you, really good at this. You like the flat photo, and I love like a moved quilt, mm-hmm. like like it's in flutter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your tip to do that, to take the picture, is? Um, to take a video, mm-hmm. record a video. This is a great tip for if you don't have a helper, too. Mm-hmm. You can record yourself, get a little oh, tripod. Yeah. Take and, a tripod on your list of things to go. Yeah, tripod. Um, and just set it up and whip your quilt around. Yeah. Take pictures. You'll look like a lunatic in the park for a minute. This is oh, how I take sorry. 99% of my photos on Instagram. And just, like, fan it. Like Yeah. Like of myself. Uh-huh. If there's a photo of myself on Instagram, I took it myself. Yep. <laughs> Most likely, I took it myself. <laughs> and so you take a video, like take a video, a minute, thirty seconds, whatever yep. you feel like. Depending on your camera, like your whatever, mm-hmm. your camera roll, yeah, and how that works viewing, you might need a different app to open it up and actually grab the screenshots. So you screenshot it. Yep. Yeah. So, so you I can think- pause it. Yours leaves the little triangle when you pause it, right? It d- I think so. Although I think the new update doesn't have it anymore on the iPhone. Got it. I am able, but you do have to pause it and wait. And yeah. then you screenshot. So you can scroll around in your video and find a frame that you like, and yes. that can become your photo. Yep. That's how, I think we shared that last year with our capital, mm-hmm. like cute cherry blossom photos. Yep. Um, yeah. So. It doesn't even have to be in slow motion recorded. That way you can just regular record a video, go in, pause, and slide frames around until you get what you want. You can screen screen share it. Some um, devices have, like, you can just download the frame directly. But 
You might need a screenshot. And then just crop out your top yep. and bottom if you need. And yep. Yeah. It's a that's great. That's one of the best tips ever. It's a great did, way. Did Nick do that? Did my brother? Because he would do that with family photos. Oh really? You guys would. Yeah. yeah we'd always. Oh family. yeah, with just him and my, we would just set it up and move. Home. Yeah. So that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, it works great for quilty photos too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, all right, we wanted to share just some people that we like to get inspiration from for quilt photos. First up, we already talked about her a little bit. Um, Audrey yep. from Cotton and Bourbon. She she's really generous with sharing. Yes. The behind the scenes and how she does stuff, whether it's like the actual making of her quilt or the finishing or prepping it for a show, she's really helpful and, and she cares. has a tripod and also a light ring yeah. consider buying a light ring if you have dark i don't love i still feel like i'm struggling with the light ring mm-hmm. just trying to figure out the lighting situation i prefer natural light i'd rather wait a day and do a natural light than to try to figure out a light ring in a dark room yeah but that works for people too yep um and then stitched by alexis alexis, alexis. everybody knows alexis uh-huh. she's so generous with this community (laughs) and like her photos are gorgeous they're phenomenal so and they're very consistent yep and really like unique things that you don't see on other people's accounts just her shots that she takes and chooses to Mm -hmm. do they're not overly set up or staged looking they're always pretty candid and really pretty so she is coming out with package like photo packages Mm -hmm. um which if you make a really special quilt and maybe you don't run a business per se, yeah. maybe that's worth investing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really like nice to answer questions. Yep. So, and yeah, great. that chick knows her way around her camera. She does. <laughs> and, and she just does free content all the time. Like, For sure. Doing. Yep. I'm like, dude, you're amazing. Um, next is, or finally, I guess we could say, is Sarah from Caravan Quilts. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh! Gosh, from the beautiful from the very first. Also very kind person. So sweet. Uh-huh. Um, she was one of my like OG quilt yeah. supporters. Yeah. We we were both in the like vintage antique quilt world together, mm-hmm. and she she is just like an artist. And if you spend any time on her account, you can tell like oh she she knows what she is doing as far as composition goes Mm -hmm. she's also gorgeous and is just like a a quilt model essentially (laughs) at this point in her life um but her photos of vintage quilts are always just really pretty like they're stagnant and they're not videos typically but which is really cool in this real right somehow you feel like you are watching a video though when you look at this still photo Uh and it's so interesting and unique yeah it feels like a cozy warm so i mean don't rip it off but the way that she sets up quilts is really unique and a really cool thing that you could implement if that is something you get good inspiration from them and, and try something different like you never know yeah. Also, shout out her grandmother Ethel Vrana is like my one of my top favorite artists. Yeah. Like I knew who her grandma was before she said that that was her grandma. And like, wow. I wouldn't say that Ethel is like a notorious artist, but she just like has that yeah. style that I love. And so when she shared that that was her grandma, I was like, oh my wow. gosh, that's, that's amazing. Cool. That's really cool. So yeah, check her out. Like. For an artist of that generation to have 
that style Mm -hmm. I think is really fascinating for me too. Lots of abstract. And and break the rules, you know, like just try something. Yep. You know, and I know that you've helped me with that because like for me, it was like, oh, it's just good enough to take a picture on the floor. But it's like, no, like you're, you're making something and just take that extra moment. Yeah. And find some work. Oh, one that I think I introduced you to that I love is you can hang it on the edge of a door. Yes, you did. Like, and that's typically the perfect height to get like a cool little drape. And if you get the right angle, you don't have a weird background. You can usually center it on a wall or something. But that's a really good way to get like a quilt hanging. The door frame is a good one. Yeah. Like over the actual door. And then you can shut the door a little bit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember there was a day early, early on, because I did the vintage, antique vintage quilt thing for like a half a minute. And I think I had like four quilts and you came over and you literally sat in my house and took phenomenal pictures in my house. But like the pictures didn't look like they were in my house. Yeah. How did you do this? Like, <laughs> I think just thinking of where a quilt would be naturally. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> it, you put one in the corner and I use that for photographing all the time. Now I'll stack quilts there and use it like the yeah. places that you did all the that time ago. I still use. Yeah. Because it was great lighting and like Back of a couch, back of a chair. A folded quilt? Yeah. Like, folded quilt photos are hot to me. I love folded (laughs) quilt photos. Me too. Me too. So great. So, there's lots of places. Yep. Rolled up, you know, just the edge on a bed. Right? Love it. Okay. Um, This, we can move on. This leads into our what we're digging section. It can be kind of anything. If you're new around here, we share ridiculous things. Like sometimes we just talk about the weather, like <laughs> we're random Midwestern old people in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> you want to share what you're digging? Um, sure. I'll go first. I am digging Street Blessings on TikTok. What? He makes giant vats. The only way to describe it is like vats of like, his current is um, spaghetti with like ragu sauce. And so he makes giant batches of spaghetti and takes them in the back of his car and serves homeless people in Seattle or unhoused people in Seattle. And just gives out food and his account is really cute and sweet and he narrates while he's making it. And yeah, he has like an Amazon wish list and you can like send stuff to help him feed these people. And he he feeds like 200 people a week and like, you know, is that like a gigantic thing in these people's lives? Maybe not, but like. It would literally only require like seven to 14 people to like ensure that those people are fed every day. That is so cool. So, yeah, I think he's just doing a really cool thing. And he does like unboxing of his Amazon wish list stuff. So it shows up and he like goes through it and he's like, cool, we got some like we got some beans. Like, thanks, guys, so much. And it's just it's so wholesome and heartwarming. So, yeah, I love it. Street blessings. Mine's not as cool as yours. You're so thoughtful. I was going to say I'm digging a fort, blanket forts. <laughs> My sister-in-law. <laughs> we made a blanket fort for this recording. I hope you can tell. If not, we enjoyed being in a blanket fort. Yeah. No, I am. I know that we kind of come back and forth with like digging this podcast, but 
I definitely go in uh, waves of just grateful. Grateful for our listeners and that we keep like evolving and changing and adjusting and what can we do and we're always thinking of things to make it better and that just has been really fueling for me yeah you know and connecting with people yeah this is like a creative medium that i would have laughed in your face if you told me that i would do this let alone enjoy doing it like (laughs) this is like I dream of doing this. This is so fun to me. It is so fun. I love this podcast. I love podcasting, period. Yeah, we literally have like couch cushions like, <laughs> surrounding us right now. <laughs> so, and and honestly, I'm digging Ashlyn Downs. That's what I was going to say. Thank you. I'm that is better you. than Street Blessings. I love you so much. <laughs> Having a moment, but it's, I don't know. It's been really good. Thank you. All right, guys, that's our episode. We'll be back in two weeks. Find us on Instagram at the Grateful Thread Podcast or myself, Messy Quilts. And you can find me, Ashlyn, at Urban Dwell Studio. Don't forget to check out our new merch and those new sizes and share on Instagram what you're up to while you listen. Yeah, I want to see you in your shirts. And <laughs> you can also send us pictures of what you're working on, like your projects yeah. and stuff, too. Your we want to see. Your, yeah. yeah, we'll hype you up. Grateful Thread Podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Ashlyn Downs and Lacey Messerly. Our sound engineer is Nicholas Downs. Don't forget that if you're digging this podcast, to take a quick moment to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This helps us grow our show, reach our donation goals, and reach more fellow quilty friends. And if you didn't like it, share it with someone lamer than yourself and just thank us later. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye, Threadheads. Palette cleanser. For anybody wondering what we're talking about, that's what we wanted to talk about last episode. (laughs) You forgot to say palette cleanser, and now it's really making me uneasy. (laughs) It's done, but we kind of want to add to our last episode. Note. Attached. See attached. attached. (laughs) All right. Yep. Sorry, I'm just like (laughs) being disgustingly burping and I don't know. Sorry, guys. It's not actually full on burps. It's like stomach. I can't even hear it. And now I'm just talking about burping on a podcast. So unladylike. We just lost a lot of listeners. Or we gained a lot. Whatever you guys are into. Whatever you're into. <laughs> um, anyway.